Hey, you betcha she did listeners. Today we have a great show. We have two interviews going on at the same time. I am talking to two rad women who are both in traditionally male-dominated fields. I have Juliana Pirandozzi. She is a sales rep in the beer brewing industry and works for Three Sheeps Brewing Company. I also have Jacqueline Stewart, who is a wine sommelier and also the owner of Vintage Elkhart. We are going to be picking their brains about all things adult beverages and what it's like to work as a female in these male-dominated industries. Mm, did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to another episode of You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female leaders, entrepreneurs, and changemakers, especially from the great Midwest, share their wit and wisdom. I am your host, Raina Rikiki, and today we have a super special episode because we have two rad women in the studio. We have Juliana Pirandozzi and Jacqueline Stewart, and they are both women in the beverage industry. So... I want to start with something kind of fun. You know, it's March, spring is on the horizon, um, and I always like to learn more about everything. I'm a total nerd in that sense. So I want to pick your brain. What is your favorite um, wine or beer, you know, depending on your field, and what would you recommend pairing it with for spring? Yeah, uh, I mean, as spring comes in, you know, obviously, as Midwesterners, we all get super excited that there's sunshine and uh, we can all sit outside again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I start to lean in more into like the lighter, crisper beers. Um, you know, at Three Sheeps, we right now have Wisconsinitis, which is our newest cream ale uh, that we just released. So super light, really easy drinking. Um you know, just good to sit outside and enjoy the sunshine with. And then as we get more into summer, we have our lemongrass pills, which is very unique. Um, and I kind of, I like cooking with that one, you know, making brines for wings or sauces for grilling out. So I like to cook with beer too, because uh, that's just what an added element of fun. Yeah, I like that because I know I, I definitely enjoy drinking beer, but I don't often think about cooking with it. So that's a good tip to think about. Um, Jacqueline, how about you? Can you What's a great wine for spring and what would you pair it with? I mean, there's so many good wines for spring, um, but it's really hard not to think pink when it comes to spring. Um, just as the temperatures start getting warmer, I always think rosé. Um, you know, and with social media and everything, there's like the hashtag rosé all day. I'm kind of rosé all year as well, but um, specifically when it gets warmer, it's, it's just a great refreshing um, style of wine to have at any time uh, when you're outside or waiting for warmer weather. Do you have a favorite uh, rosé? Because I really like rosé too. And I'm always looking for new ones to try and sample. Yeah, um, I have a few. Um, specifically from um, France, I tend to gravitate towards that that style. I really like uh, Provence style. That's probably the most popular. But uh, there's some really nice ones from some areas in France outside of Provence in the Loire Valley, uh, specifically from Chinon. They make them with crab franc predominantly, and they're just really nice and floral, and they have these really cool, um, more herbal undertones that I really like with food. And and when you're thinking of spring, too, it just kind of makes you think of, like, fresh flowers and, you know, the grass getting green again and all that. So Exactly. All the fresh smells and, like, the loveliness that comes after hibernating. Excellent. Well, as two women, you know, in pretty much traditionally male-dominated fields, the beer industry and the wine industry, what first drew you to go down this path? And then what challenges have you faced, you know, as women in these fields? 
Jacqueline, why don't you start us off with that one? Sure. So I actually, I started off in beer. Um, I was working for a microbrewery. Yeah. So I, I have like this, the soft spot for, for beer because it was uh, my original passion. But I started off in a small microbrewery in Northern California, um, working as assistant manager and they needed an assistant brewmaster. So I was like, Hey, I can do that. I like fermentation science. This sounds fun. Um, let's get nerdy in the brewery and learn. And so I picked that up and, uh, then I was doing a wine and beer or sorry, a beer and, um, food pairing dinner. So before I got into wine, I was already pairing up things with food. And during that beer dinner, I had a guy come up to me and he's like, Hey, you know, you could do this with wine and probably make a little bit more money and, and get more people to come. Cause we only had a small amount of people. And this was back in the like early two thousands. So the idea of craft beer was just really starting to catch on. And I just found this like new avenue of like, Hey, I can just go with any kind of beverage. This is kind of fun. And I started learning more about wine and, uh, ended up moving to Wisconsin, which normally when you pursue a career in wine, you move to California, not the other way around. Uh, so I, I moved here to, to Wisconsin um, with my husband and uh, I was working at the American Club in Kohler and they were looking for a sommelier. And I was like, well, I can I can do that. I know about wine. I, I like it. I like to drink it. <laughs> so I could probably sell it and, and do this. So um, at the time they had never had a female sommelier at the American club and they've had a couple now since then, but they wanted me to get some certifications to prove that I knew what I was talking about. So I started really pursuing this high level education. Um, I was the first, um, female sommelier to get the, um, WSET, uh, diploma here in Wisconsin and, uh, just kind of started breaking through some gra- uh, glass ceilings and really making a, a big name for myself in the wine industry. Awesome. Congratulations. That's cool. That was a great story. Very interesting twists and turns. And I love, yeah, breaking some ceilings along the way. That's how you got to do it. Juliana, tell us about you. How did you get into the beer industry and get acquainted with Three Sheeps? I mean, they are booming. I see them everywhere now. Yeah, we're uh, continuously growing, which is very cool and very exciting. Um, I I started, I I was born and raised in restaurants. Uh, I'm originally from uh, kind of the south side of Chicago, suburbs of uh, Chicago area. And literally, I had a, you know, crib in my dad's restaurant growing up and everyone else in my family cooked and owned restaurants on the side. And uh, so naturally, when I started getting jobs, I worked in the restaurants and kind of just kept doing that. When I moved to Wisconsin for college, uh, I worked for the Lowlands Group for a very long time um, as a server and a bartender and supervisor and all those. And um we always luckily had a, a good amount of women in like the managerial roles, but not a ton in, you know, GM ship, um, ownership, things like that. And all that's actually changed since I've left there. Um, but in that, you know, Wisconsin, Milwaukee is so small, especially in the service industry. So uh, I eventually moved on. I was a bar manager at the Paps Riverside Turner Hall Theaters. Um, and then I was looking to not work till two in the yeah. morning anymore. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. <laughs> that was, I was kind of, kind of done with it. It was very fun and very cool. Um, but actually someone I had previously worked with, uh, in the Lowlands group was now the area manager for three sheeps and they were looking for a salesperson. And, you know, I was like, I've never done sales. They're still, you know, I knew a lot of the other beer reps and they were mostly men. Um, and I had no idea, but luckily they took a took a chance on me and um, have always been very supportive of, you know, a woman's perspective in the industry. And now there's, 
I mean, I think even I started four and a half years ago and there's probably double the amount of women uh, reps. Cool. Um, and it, yeah, even in wine and spirits as well, it's, I think when I was like a buyer at these restaurants and stuff, it was like all men. Um, and then slowly when I was, there were more spirit reps and more wine reps that were women. Um, and now we're getting into beer. Awesome. So. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's kind of fascinating, right? In the last 10, 20 years, you've really, you know, both of you personally have seen that shift of like more and more women getting into these roles and, and playing, playing bigger roles. So that's great. That's just going to pave the way for even more women to get into it. Can you guys share a particularly rewarding moment in your career where maybe, you know, like you being a female in this more male dominated field, like was an advantage, uh, maybe helped kind of shape things in a, in a better way. Yeah. I'll kind of piggyback off of some of the things Juliana was saying. Um, you know, as far as females go, we tend to have a heightened sense of smell and taste more so than men. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, it kind of gives us a leg up in this industry because there's a lot of times where I'll be tasting with a group of people and I can pick out keen, you know, smaller details in wine and, um, maybe others don't, but that's always given me a leg up, I think. And it's fascinating working with other women in the industry. It's, it's, you know, definitely a perk. Let's see how to back up this story a little bit. But I, uh, did the top new Psalm. I was competing in Chicago against a bunch of guys and I won the top new Psalm in 2011, um, which was really cool. So it was really fun being, you know, in Chicago at a big fancy hotel and competing against all these guys. I was the only female there. Um, I went on to the national competition and I think there were two other females um, that were part of that. But when you look at the picture of this group, it's all guys. And then like, there's three girls just dotted in there. And since then I've seen the industry. It's so fun. Yeah. The industry's really evolved since then. I mean, that's 2011. And now I, you see a lot more women um, taking on more leadership roles in the beverage industry in general, especially as sommeliers. Um, we've had more master sommeliers and um, definitely far more uh, on the diploma level. So it's been really neat to see that evolution. Yeah. Good for you, Jacqueline. That's awesome. I love that story. You've got like sea of men and then you're like, I'm here, I'm winning, I'm crushing it. <laughs> uh, Juliana, how about you? Like what insight do you have, you know, being a female, how it's given you maybe an advantage or a different perspective? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, you know, uh, I, you know, kind of to Jacqueline's point, you know, sometimes we have biological things like better taste and smell or just things that maybe we're inherently a little better at. Um, I, the, something I've gotten from buyers is in, and I don't, you know, don't know if this is necessarily a female thing or fresh eyes in the industry because the industry has been so male dominated there. Those have been the ideas forever. And, uh, you know, there's really, not a new perspective showing up. So what I get from buyers a lot of time is, you know, new event ideas, new pairing ideas, new group things that people can do to enjoy beer and, you know, kind of think in a way of being more inclusive, uh, for women. Um, and yeah, just kind of branching out. I mean, it, it genuinely, and I know we're going to speak of this later, uh, women's month, has been like this huge thing that I'm so proud of and so excited about. Um, we started doing it. Uh, this will be our third year. And in the first year, there were only four of us, uh, this year or five of us. And this year, I believe there's 13, uh, female reps, beer and spirits. Um, we have a ton more partners and a lot of these partners are woman owned, woman managed, uh, restaurants and, just seeing that expand, um, as well as the amount of money we've been able to raise for Sojourner Truth House. I mean, the first year we raised like 2,500 and last year we raised over 8K. Oh, nice. So, 
just the continued like expansion of meeting more women in the industry and, you know, in the spirits world, in the wine world, you know, we're working with some women bakers this year for a bake sale idea and just, yeah, kind of just getting to know more women in this industry that it's, I've been up, I mean, I've lived here 16 years, 17 years. And in the last four years, I've been more a part of this industry in a greater way than I think I ever oh, have. Been. That's great to hear that it's just, you know, coming together and, and women are coming together to collaborate, which, yeah, you kind of hinted at this. So in March, I know you both have different events coming up that are women-driven, women-led, that helps support women, especially with International Women's Day coming up on March 8th. Um, so Juliana, let's piggyback to you. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on with women and brewing in Wisconsin. Well, uh, I mean, that's actually another really cool part. There's so many more uh, female brewers in this state. Um, you know, Tumbled Rock, uh, Giant Jones, Third Space, uh, Three Sheeps. I'm sure there's a million more people that I'm leaving out. Um, in the biggest one, New Glarus, is owned by Deb Carey. So there are just so many more women, even on the, you know, the back of house operations of it. Um, but for with Women's Month, you know, we have 34 events through the entire month, which I think there's only 31 <laughs> days. <laughs> that's um, true. Wait, that math doesn't work. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we try to go across and do a whole bunch of events. And, and the key is to, you know, be able to network with each other and kind of take over these spaces that we've maybe not been super invited to or necessarily felt super comfortable in for a very long time and continue to work together to see how we can continue to support each other while raising money uh, for Sojourner Truth House. And Jacqueline, I know you have an event coming up, um, I believe it's March 7th, the night before International Women's Day, and it's called Sip Sip Soiree in Elkhart Lake. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, Sip Sip Soiree, it's a celebration of uh, women and wine, and we're teaming up um, a few different uh, females in the industry. Um, so myself um, at Vintage Elkhart Lake, and then we have um, Lori from Harry's Pizza Vino that just opened up in Elkhart Lake across the street from me. Um, and then I got my friend Rebecca from Select Cellars, uh, which is a wine distributor, and then Beth O'Reilly um, PR, uh, that we're creating this event where people can come sample a bunch of different pizzas. Um, they're amazing Roman style pizza, and we're pairing that up with six different wines. And then also following that up with some cupcakes from another female business owner, um, Sammy from Cupcake Sugar in Sheboygan. So we're getting a lot of people involved and uh, we're raising some money for um, Elkhart Cares, which helps out different families and um, people in the community here. And then uh, we're also featuring some cheese from an, a local I mean, it's, it's Wisconsin. You've got to have some like really good cheese. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll have um, some awesome cheese from Deer Creek. And um, the owner's daughter uh, will hopefully be here to talk a little bit about her artwork that she's put on the labels. So just featuring a lot of different people, um, a lot of different wonderful women through, uh, throughout this event. And uh, hopefully this will be the inaugural one, meaning that there will be an annual uh, aspect to this so that we can keep growing it from there. Awesome. I love it. It's like, it's just so great to have all this really cool dynamic women energy coming together for these events and, and supporting other women. Um, if you're interested in going to any of these events, listeners, I will have everything linked in the show notes. So check out those links so you can attend these events, support women. Also just get out, grab some of your besties and go do some fun stuff. So speaking on to our next question, how do we get more women in these fields? So you guys have had years of experience now. You, you've definitely seen it get more women friendly, which is fantastic. What advice do you have for someone who's 
thinking about entering the wine or beer industry, especially at the beginning, like what are some things that you know now that you didn't know then? Um, I guess for me, I take the leap. I mean, the, you know, there's a million reasons and I had a million and one of them not to, you know, go for it in the sales position or what I considered an upper level position in my industry. But I have found, you know, especially in the last year or two, there have been a lot new um, women reps uh, for beer and a couple of spirit companies as well. And, you know, my first thing is, hi, how are you? What do you need? Like, let's talk. Like, yes, we're all in competition together, but not really. There's plenty of there's plenty of booze to go around in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I think everyone will be fine. And it's it's just uh, so much better and easier. And, you know, we can talk about things that maybe, you know, the male reps don't have to deal with. We do have like a lady thread of text messaging of, you know, hey, I had this buyer today. He was really creepy. Or I had this event and this guy <laughs> kept asking me or kept trying. Ugh, that's my favorite. You know, this this doesn't taste like an oh, IPA geez. is right. my favorite. Yeah. Or, you know, trying to, like, mansplain to you what the beer that you sell is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, how you got it um, wrong. That's so funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Which my comment is, oh, let me call yeah. Grant Foley, <laughs> the owner of our brewery. I'll let him know that you don't think this is correct. Um, but yeah, being able to share those experiences and joke about them and vent about them and, you know, kind of get them out of your brain instead of letting those experiences make you continue to feel like you shouldn't be here. So yeah, take a leap, make some friends, never, you know, never be afraid to take up that space and shake things up a little bit. I'm all about it. Great advice. Uh, Jacqueline, how about you? I think making a network of um, other females in the industry is such a great thing. Um, I was really lucky when I was working in Milwaukee to find um, several other like-minded um, females in the business to form um, tasting groups so that we could, um, you know, it sounds like really tough work getting them together and, you know, tasting wine, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we would get together and actually study. There is an academic side of it, but, um, you know, talking about wine, talking about our uh, experiences in the industry and, uh, I think that's such a great point of advice um, to do. Um, another thing is just be a sponge when you start off. Um, a lot of times, you know, if you're entrepreneurial minded, you just want to like get into your own place and start your own business. And I had the hardest time taking a step back and saying, let's learn first before you dive in head first. So working for other people and, you know, helping lift up their business, but also being a sponge and learning as much as you possibly can from them and maybe even from their mistakes so that you can learn what to do better uh, is such a big thing because you are getting paid to learn, which is awesome, instead of paying for your mistakes later on down the road. So I always try to really drive that point home with entrepreneurs to, to be a sponge. Don't rush into things. Um, your idea, if it's a sound one, will be ready when you're ready. Yeah, that's good advice. Observe, learn, take it in first before you you really take some big risks. And, you know, maybe find a mentor along the way. It sounds like women are very willing to help you out and kind of show you the ropes. Awesome. Well, thank you, you two, for being on the show. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you, Juliana. I'm excited for you guys. And I'm so glad you are in these spaces, making room for women, making things taste delicious and, um, you know, getting the word out. Uh, as always, if you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure to share the episode. Don't gatehold it. You know there is someone out there who wants to hear this episode who is going to be inspired by it. So spread the word. 
Until next time, take care. Attention, you betcha sheeted listeners. If you're like me, you love listening to podcasts, and perhaps you have even thought of starting your own podcast. If that is the case, I would love for you to download my free top 10 podcasting equipment essentials. Here you will find my recommendations for 10 pieces of podcasting equipment that will help you get a podcast up and running smoothly without break in the bank. That's right. Podcasting does not have to be a super expensive endeavor. It's actually quite affordable and is a great way to elevate your voice, grow your brand, and get your name out there, especially as an expert. Check the show notes for your free podcast top 10 essential equipment guide. You can also go to podcaststartupguide.com.